Hi friends, it's Susan Blackwell from The Spark File, your one-stop shop for creativity where our doors are open. And if you smell something delicious, that's because Laura Camion and I have been cooking up something special, something designed to make a big difference in people's creative lives. Enter The Brave Creative, a free five-day guided adventure to rediscover the vitality energy, and possibility in your creative process. Whether you're a writer, a performer, a baker, a candlestick maker, navigating the creative process can be a bear. But never fear, there's power in numbers at the Spark File. So let's link arms and make the trip together. It's May 13th through 17th, 7 p.m. Eastern, less than one hour per day. And if you can't join live, don't worry about it. You can watch the replay. Join us by going to thesparkfile.com to register. And hey, if you're not familiar with The Spark File, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Secondly, we work with hundreds of creatives of all different kinds who are ready to take their next big step. We help folks fear less and create more in a community that is so fun and vibrant. And if you have joined us before, know that we are going deep with the Brave Creative. So buckle up, Buttercup. It is going to be an awesome adventure. Go to thesparkfile.com to register, but do it soon because it all starts May 13th. Thesparkfile.com. Register now. The Sparkfile podcast may contain profanity and other adult content. Please use your discretion. When I bump into something that inspires me, I dump it in my spark to be something that I want to make or how I want to be. I pump it in my spark I jump into my spark Let's open up the spark Welcome to the Spark File, your one-stop podcast for creative inspiration. I'm Laura Camion. I'm Susan Blackwell. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And you may be asking yourself, what exactly is a Spark File? Where do I get one? What do I file in it? These are good questions, and we've got answers. A Spark File is the place where you consistently collect all of your inspirations and fascinations. And if you're like us, and you're making stuff all the time, you already know that sometimes the wellspring of inspiration can run a little dry. We're here to refill it. Yes, we are. And we are on the lookout for fresh ideas, images, and inspiration that spark our creativity and pique our curiosity, things that inspire us to get off our asses and make things like this podcast. Or a complex and layered cinematic portrayal of life. Or an award-winning documentary about the thing that scares you most. On today's Makersode, we're going to talk to somebody who sparks us. And that special someone is a filmmaker named Rodney Evans. Rodney Evans, welcome to The, the Spark, Spark File. Thank you for having me. Rodney, I cannot tell oh you gosh. from the moment I first met mm. you how much I have wanted your face to be talking into that mic. Really? That's yeah. right. She's talked to nothing else. <laughs> so excited. We, Laura and I, yes. we just finished watching your most recent film because you are a prolific filmmaker. That's right. So we just finished watching your most recent film, Dude. Dude. It's incredible. <laughs> it's called Vision Portraits. Um, for the people that are listening, oh. will you please tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. 
uh, A Vision Portraits is a film that chronicles the creative paths of four blind or visually impaired artists. Um, mm. There is a photographer named John Dugdale, a dancer named Kayla Hamilton, a writer named Ryan Knighton, and myself as a visually impaired filmmaker. And right now, it is just recently, It's it's been playing at festivals, and that yeah, shit is right. ready to open wide. It's yeah, happening. yeah. So we we premiered at, had our world premiere at the South by Southwest. You're so mm-hmm. fancy. You're so fancy. Fancy pants. And, um, and since then, I think we've played about 20 festivals. We yeah. feel so honored that you would sit down with our... Yes, we do. Podcast. Oh, I'm just so honored to be here. And, We're hoping and, you might take us back, and we'll come full circle back sure. to this moment. Sure. Um, let's start at the beginning. Who are you? Where are you from? I was born in Brooklyn, and uh, spent the first two years of my life in Brooklyn, in Bushwick, actually. Okay. And so this is it, it's it's kind of a joke. Um, between my brother and I and my mom because my mom thinks it's hysterical that Bushwick is like the epicenter of a like hipsterdom. <laughs> she was like, Lord God, I run from that place. Are you crazy? Uh, we were like, well, the hipsters are all... There are some um, artisanal mustaches have- in Bushwick now. <laughs> exactly. Over. We're like 10 yes. Sudam Street where we used to live is like hot <laughs> property. Funny. <laughs> She's like, really? What? My God, I couldn't wait to get the hell out of here. Where did they go when they ran from Bushwick? So they ran from Bushwick and then they went to Jamaica, Queens, which is ironic because they are of Jamaican ancestry, oh, born, uh-huh. and, born and raised in Jamaica, the island. Uh-huh. So you stayed there for the mo- for most of your formative years. Yeah, so I stayed there, yeah, until um, I was ready to, go to, ready to go to high school. So, I, yeah, I, I pretty much... Um, you know, grew up there from, you know, two to 13. And, you know, as I was saying, uh, you know, I, I grew up knowing that I was gay. And, you was know, and it was the place to be gay at that time. Queens is not the place to be gay. No, not the place to be gay at that time. No, but I knew that the East Village was. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I figured out that there was a school called Stuyvesant High School that you could take the test for and if you got in you could go and it was in the east village and i had this utopian idea (laughs) that it would just be like a lot of like queer punks with green mohawks that were just radical and did it live up to your no (laughs) i mean a little bit you know i definitely saw some like edgy style i was like okay yeah i see some style i see i see it a tough I got I got to look for it though. It's not everybody's not doing that. You but know? that's a, that's an amazing school and an am- yeah. I would imagine an amazing uh, entree into the rest of the world. Yes, yeah. it was. It, so it, I think that that experience really opened up just my mind to like different um, types of people, experiences. Mm-hmm. I was an artist, yeah, and I you know I, I knew that I was an artist, and I would. I, you know, I'd act in some of the student productions. And We've I was, already covered off. You can totally do dialect work. Yeah. So I can really <laughs> well, if, I, if you need me to do like a fierce like Jamaican 
patois. <laughs> I can like pull that off for I you. I have but, your number. But I you know, I don't, that, that's so about the limits doing, of my range. Were you doing Just like gonna theater? Be, be real for you. Were you a visual artist? Like, what was your? No, it was more theater and more creative writing. Okay. And then, um, and the last semester there, they let you do internships, I think because everyone kind of knows what they're, oh. where they're going to college and they just kind of drink beer in the park and they're just like, instead of doing that, why don't you just go do an internship somewhere? Yeah. So I ended up doing this internship at the Alvin Ailey Dance School. Mm. Which, what did you do? Um, I just took classes and um, I interned in the office. Are you a dancer too? Well, um, I, I, I I love to dance. I love like free form dance. You've got I, mad skills. I love to like shake it down on the floor. <laughs> like like not afraid to, you know, really get buck wild on the dance so floor. So you can do dialects. You are a dancer. And when did film come into this portfolio? So film came in when I was in college. And got it. and so I um, <clears throat> I went to Brown and, you know, Brown and RISD are right next door to each yes. other. So um, I took a photo class at RISD during the summer. And um, you were so plugged in, which was all just like naked male friends, like running around the campus, like humping statues. Great. And it like, sounds really great. Like, you know, Who lay, sign laying up, up in trees. Were you like, like 17, 18 years old? I was like 19, maybe. Rodney, was that the moment you thought, I could do this for a living? I, I could like, be a creative? Is, I was like, this is really fun. I would say that when I started studying film under the mentorship of a great experimental filmmaker named Leslie Thornton, who is um, just a visionary and uh, a profound mentor in my mm -hmm. life. Um, once I knew that this one art form could encompass all of the other art forms that I was interested in, i.e. dance, acting, music, still photography, mm -hmm. like I could all, I could have it all yeah. in this one medium. Oh my God, yes. I was like, okay, this I'm is, in. this is my jam. Mm -hmm. And then once, you know, back then we were shooting on celluloid. So you would, you know, you shoot your two and a half minute roll and you'd send it away and it would come back and you weren't quite sure if you did everything technically right. And so, you know, you'd project it and it just felt like magic, you know, yeah. it's mm -hmm. just like this, like light through celluloid projected onto the wall of something that you came out of your imagination and, and you brought it and, to life. Yeah. Yeah. So ever since then, I just, that's all I wanted to do. And they just kept being like, Foucault, Deleuze, Gayatri Spivak, like all of these theorists. And I was like, no, stop, stop, <laughs> give me the camera. Just want the camera. Just give me the camera. camera. Just give me no, the camera. don't want to read anymore. Interesting. Yes, just so give it to me. Less studying, more yeah. doing, yeah, yeah, more yeah, making. Yeah, yeah. Doing. You know, I, I have to say at the time I really resented it, but I think in retrospect <laughs> it, it did. It, it, it actually was there really was, helpful. There was purpose. It, there it was made purpose. me think about that makes sense yeah. the repercussions of what I was making yes. in the yeah. world. Yeah, yeah. Like what kind of cultural resonance does this work have in the world? Is it necessary? You know, what kind of relationship does it have to other work in the world? Yeah. Like just, just 
you know, a broad scope. Did that become a driving force for you just in the choices that you made? I'm curious to know. It did. You know, I I would say that, um, you know, when I was presented with uh, the black gay experience on Mm -hmm. film, there were two films that I was shown and it was... Tongues Untied by Marlon Riggs and Looking for Langston by Isaac Julian. And they were like, that's the end of that mm. canon. Whoa. Um, it begins and Whoa. ends there. And I was like, really? Oh. Were you like, I'm going to add yes. to that canon? I was like, okay, putting things I'm not going to whine about that. But I'm, I'm going to make I'm some gonna, stuff. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. get proactive. You really and did, you have, too. Yeah. yeah. You are like, doing not it. not fucking around. Yeah, I was like, this is not a game. Like Currently <laughs> doing it. Yeah, I actually yeah. need something that reflects some aspects of Hell my experience. Yeah. And if if Hell nobody yeah. else is going to do it, then game on. I God, that's exciting. I think I speak for Camion and myself mm-hmm, when I say probably. that is fucking the shit. That is it. Like, that's it. If you're not... No like one else is going to do it. Yeah. Write the play yeah, you want to yes. see. Right. Write the yes. book you want to read. Yeah, yes. you have to. Oh, God damn Rodney, it, I love just curious, when you reflect back on your life, mm-hmm. is there a demarcation, like a line of demarcation? Is there an event or a chapter of your life that you see clearly before this and after this? In and terms of the work, life, that I do, or life, life, your creativity. You know, I would say um, a big demarcating line for me was um, uh, coming out mm. within a. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jamaican family yes. that was, yeah. um, you know, politically liberal, but culturally quite conservative. Interesting. And I don't know if wow. they would think of themselves as culturally conservative, but, you know, Jamaica is a very homophobic country. Oh. And so they, you know, have grew up there, came to this country with all of that baggage, mm-hmm. all of those influences. Mm-hmm. So um, so when I came out to them, it, it was real tumult. In how, the yeah. house. how old? I was in my mid-20s. So mid-20s. So you had been at mm. Brown. You been had at Brown. You'd been taking classes at RISD. You had been collaborating with people. But you had known. You had known your I had known since I was like... Four, yeah. ever since I can remember. Yes. So you're keeping this Yeah, so it, it's, it's a little bit yeah. of like, this is the thing that nobody can know about so, me. Mm-hmm. So how did how did that that event, that coming out, impact your creativity? Well, for me, um, <clears throat> so I, I decided I was going to make this film that dealt with that event mm. and the repercussions of that event, and and so had I, it already it had already it had happened. already happened, yes. Yeah. And so I was, but 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 very recently, and so I was kind of processing it as I was making this film. I was invited to do this artist mentor workshop at a place called Film and Video Arts, 
R.I.P. Like <laughs> really, pour a little out really, for film and video arts. Really great, mm-hmm. like media access. You know, local community media center yeah. that just you know are just few and far between these days, yeah. and and so they had this artist mentor program, and um, and so I made it. I got into that program and I started making it, and. Um, and I just came to this this conclusion, and I was just like, I am never going to bullshit in film. Mm. I am going to always tell the truth in film. Mm-hmm. And Shit. if I'm going to bullshit in mm-hmm. any other area of my life, like, you know, whatever. But, like, film is a place for me for truth-telling. Wow. And I don't give a shit who can't handle it mm-hmm. and I'm going to do this for me and um wow. and so that film I it, it kind of there's this um sort of structural division between the past and the present and so I deal with coming out within my family and mostly mm-hmm. my relationship with my mom and then it, there's also this present day relationship that I get that I was within with this 21 year old by curious guy and so i'm sort of documenting that as it's as it's disintegrating wow mm-hmm. and and um and i just focused really hard on that and it it, just, it was this 24 minute piece and ironically enough it was the first film that that started getting programmed at film festivals. Mm. The one that I was like in a vacuum that I was mm-hmm. like, I don't give a fuck. I am telling right. the truth. I do That's not right. care if one person yeah. sees this and likes yeah. it. Yeah. This I is, think that makes yeah. perfect sense. Absolutely. And also makes sense why it resonated for people yeah. and why festivals wanted to share it to a wider audience. Yeah. Did you say so you gave was, your, you ta- you told the truth to your parents before you made that film, as you were making the film or after? You made it. Came out first. Well, I came out first, and so that was my truth to them. And I've actually never shown them that film. Oh, interesting. And I never, and maybe never felt the need to. When we teach, we like people ask, like, well, you know, shit has happened to me, and am I allowed to Mm -hmm. write it? And we're like, you get to choose. Yeah. But one potential choice is. Right, like your parents are dead. Yeah, that's like just we'll never death. see it. Right. Just like, give yourself that freedom. Sure. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. just like freedom. And right. like you were saying, they don't ever have yeah. to see it. Right, they I don't gave have to see it. Yeah. yeah, I gave they myself that freedom. Yes, yeah. I've. I that's a gift. Ugh, I love that's that. That's a gift. I wish everyone would give themselves that gift. Just if nothing else, just to say, I will say that I have permission. The caveat, though, that some people I think are in circumstances where if. That, that they could be endangering themselves right. and we want people to stay safe. But yes. like, but I think sometimes we just keep ourselves from that self-expression because we think the, we're going to burst into flames or the world right. is going to fall apart. Might hurt someone's feelings. Yeah. yeah you you, you have that sort of feelings. self-censoring yes. mechanism in your yeah. head. It's like the, the yes. parental voice yeah. in yes. your head telling you. Or they might you, disagree or might disapprove that, of yeah, me. Exactly. And, and you yeah. always want to please because that's, that's right. how you were raised. I'm that's very, right. I'm very, that, you know. I love hearing you say that. I This was a real moment of creative truth and I was like fuck it I'm making this and it doesn't mean your parents ever have to see it yeah I was like it's not for you 
I love it. it. It's it, not for you. It wasn't made for you. It wasn't made for them. That's right. Yeah. Yes. yes. So, Ronnie, when you reflect on what you've created so far, what of all the things you've created, because I feel like you really have made a lot mm-hmm. in, in, in your tender years, like what are you most proud of of all the things you've made? Ooh, <laughs> I am gonna like, just not. I, I think I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna take a pass. <gasps> Ooh, gonna take you're a not gonna no favorite children. So yeah. mysterious. No favorite children. Yes. <gasps> Is there any? They're all vital stories that I needed to tell at I, the yeah. time. That yeah that makes sense to us. Yeah. yeah. Will you? Okay. So you don't have to pick a favorite child, but maybe we can. Maybe we can pick the movie that your your most recent film, Vision Portraits. Can you tell us where the spark? of that and I think this will be we've just seen the movie so this may be obvious but for people who haven't where did the spark the initial I think I'm gonna make a movie about this where did that come from for you well I think it came from just this uh terror Mm -hmm. (laughs) this fear of not Mm -hmm. being able to continue um, the craft of filmmaking mm. if my vision continued to deteriorate mm-hmm. and and um, and I'm a person that gets inspired by fear mm-hmm. you know what I mean <laughs> yes we do yes yes we yes. do yeah. I think it's you one of the reasons we were it. so excited to talk to you because yeah. we also were sort of like that thing that scares you the most lean on in yeah, yeah. I'm like in. I'm like oh I could fall flat on my feet face with this one yeah yeah this is i don't know how to do this when you said i saw i heard you speak uh at an event and you said this is the movie i was most afraid to make and i was like Mm -hmm. let's make out rodney (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love that yeah so so the spark was sort of the fear yeah the fear and then i was and then you know that um i guess led to <clears throat> the logical conclusion of that fear, which is like, mm-hmm. what if you do go absolutely blind and have no vision and how will you continue as an artist? You know, mm-hmm. there, there mm-hmm. are blind yeah. artists, right? right. Can right. we ask you where, where's your vision at now? So in the film, it, you were like at 10, eight, 9%. Right. And, and in, the way that in you each de- eye, yeah. in each yeah. eye yeah. and the way you describe it in the film is almost like, I'm gesturing with my hands, but it's almost as if you have blinders on like yeah. on tunnel, the side, tunnel. but also yeah. on the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. A, like tunnel a tunnel vision. Yeah. And like where's your vision at a, now? A horse with blinders yeah. is yeah. The, the metaphor that I use. It's very similar, you know. Um, the treatment, potential spoiler alert, but, mm-hmm. but maybe not. I mean, some people ask after, actually afterwards. But the, the treatment that I did in Berlin did actually expand my peripheral vision. And so... It woke um, it up. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, my retinal doctors in New York were definitely like, you know, your peripheral vision is expanded. The signal between your optic nerve and your brain is a mm-hmm. lot stronger. Fucking like a. Like whatever you did in Berlin. Wow. Like good on you. Like great. We, we don't do that treatment here. Like, <laughs> Sadly. We're not up on it. Like, what did you say? A 10 or 11 day treatment? Yeah. Yeah, that like, was a lot. We paused the film and I was like, like that. 
seems like it would be scary Dang. and boring. Yeah. Like right. scary and boring. Right. Scary, scary and, boring. and boring. Right. But yeah. I had my friend there who was filming. Yeah. And yeah. so we just have little adventures. A little yeah. fun in Berlin. We'd be like, we let's go. About that and too. you went to the movies. We you went to the movies so much. So much. Yeah. Yeah. at the movies again. Yeah. We loved it. We're like, yeah. your, your passion for movies literally yeah. comes through. Yeah. We're like, let's go see this Sally Potter movie. Let's go see this I Wei Wei movie. You are awesome. You are so fucking classy. I want to ask you one more question about fear. You talked about the fear of losing your eyesight yeah. and what that might do to you as an artist. Yeah. Did you have a specific fear about what if I tell this story? What if I put this on film? Were there fears around that too? Oh, yeah, yeah. What can you tell us about those? I mean, the fear is that just like nobody's going to hire a, a half-blind director, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just, you know... We wondered, and I'm curious to know if you've ever gotten anyone this specific after we, you know, we engaged in dialogue for a long time after the film. Um, but I just wondered, like, do you encounter people who just imagine that it's absolutely impossible yeah. to do this? Um, do you ever, like, are you ever no confronted one, with that? No one would ever say that out loud because they know that it's uh, against the law. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but you yeah, sense they could, it. They could quietly talk among themselves mm-hmm. in the room about the choice that they're going to make. Mm-hmm. And that could definitely be like uh, thought of as a strike though, against me. There's something some though about, to this, to this yeah. very point, there was something about, the f- you talk about it in the film, your... Um, the vision that you have is kind of perfect for a filmmaker it's, yeah. because Same. it is just, you can compose shots and the rest of the world sort of falls away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of you talk about when you're making film, there's a lot that you don't concern yourself with because right. it is outside of your line of vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally, mm-hmm. and I was like, and it's not my job, exactly, which is great. So like, I, I like, don't need to be putting up like a five k light. To yeah, make sure that's right. That's right. Like, and as long as you I wasn't can, hired to do that. Like, that's see right. the monitor, compose the shot, and then safely make your way to and from the actors. Yeah, I was like, it's kind of perfect. And the yeah. idea that you you're you're literally proving that concept wrong at every turn because you are making films yeah. and you're making yeah. beautiful films yeah. and you're making a lot of them. Right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's extraordinary. Thank so we you. got excited, as you can tell, we get excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And I hope that that's the way that people see it. But then, yeah. you know, I also feel like there's this, just this huge, you know, obvious or maybe not so obvious void in um, representation of disabled characters. Right. That's there's right. like one in four people in this country identify with having a disability mm-hmm. and yeah. and 0.2% of characters in film have a disability. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because once again, you are like, I am not seeing this in the art. Yeah. And so I'm not going to whine about it. Right. I'm just going to yes. do it. Yeah. It's That's the same right. thing. Yeah. It's very a similar person of action. Yeah. Which just I like, enjoy. I'm mm-hmm. just not going to like, sit around and stew and like yes. wine and be like, just I didn't fucking get, this. get it done. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to, I got like a $2,000 grant from like where I teach and like, we're just going to go to just John's house and turn the camera on and like, <laughs> yeah. he's going to talk yes. about his photographs and yes. then we're going to have I'm a scene. Yes. I'm all like, fucking like, for it. Like step by step, you know, that's yeah. right. I don't have to do the whole thing in a week. Just like, do it. Yeah. I'm gonna do one start. scene. I like just, it. Yeah. We yeah. like to ask people like, What's behind all that passion? The question that we we like to ask is, what's it all for? Yeah. Any of this. Yeah. Like, what we give to our art forms, 
what drives you? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just, it is these very intense, emotional, powerful experiences that, that I've had that have yeah. just shaken me to my core. Yes. Right? That, that I want to translate yes. to other people. Yes. That and I share. want other people That's a to understand it, for. to know yeah, it is. the power it is. of it, to kind of get in the skin of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Get into just, that juicy. Yeah. Just yeah. to just Human like, to human. Yeah. Rodney, oh. when you and I get married, do you think it'll be a spring <laughs> wedding? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like May. Oh, that's a good time. That's going to be gorgeous. We'll carry the lilacs. I'm so happy for you, um, too. Final, last question. Who or what is sparking you these days? What, where, what are mm-hmm. you drawing sparks from? What are you inspired by? Oh, wow. I just go see so much that I'm always inspired. Movies, mostly Aww. movies. I see movies, but I also yep. see a lot of theater. Do mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything really like rocking your socks? Yeah. I got to say, like, I went to go see... This play called A Strange Loop the other day. Oh, I've heard of yes. Strange like Loop. Michael Jackson. Just uh-huh. like the living Michael Jackson, as, Michael Jackson. as his um, IG <laughs> tag <right>. goes, <laughs> if you want to find him. Yeah. Totally blowing him up right now. <laughs> and um, that play just really, really blew blew my wig back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, this guy's really smart and he's, he is yes. illuminating his craft and his challenges as an artist, but in a smart, earnest way, he's representing the black gay experience yeah. in this new, powerful, um, challenging, yet accessible way. It's mm-hmm. got this like, mm-hmm. just super rock star cast of yeah. people that are playing Hi, Michael seven Jackson. different Hi, Larry Owens. Hi. Do you know, you. did you see this piece? Yes. Oh, I can't so, so sparkish. So, yeah. What do we think about moving that piece to Broadway there? I just wanted to say it <laughs> on mic. I said it. I, you know, I, I literally like posted that on, on Instagram and, and, yes. and that would, and a Broadway Broadway's. producer that I know was at the show. <gasps> oh, okay. And I was literally like, Hello. Strap in Broadway. Of, like, You're about to get your wig blown back. That's right. Yeah, Let's do I this. I was like, come on. Yes. Like, because that standing ovation was immediate oh, that's and exciting. intuitive and like not a pause. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like. It's exciting. Of course that's, we're a yeah. that's, that's a good really spark. That's a really great yeah, spark. Yeah. Rodney, I feel like we could talk to you for several more hours. Um, alas, we can't. Um, we have to say after the wedding. Thank you. After, after the, the wedding, wedding. Yeah. after your honeymoon, post, we'll post all get honeymoon. back together. Um, but we want to say thank you so much for spending this time with us. Oh, you're so welcome. And for all the art and creativity that you personally put into the world, oh. that means so much to all of us. Thank you. So I think much. I can say that for both of us. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I also have to say thank you to the Norwood Club for letting us sit in this fancy room and record Thanks, this Norwood. podcast. Yeah. Can I just say one thing? Yeah. Yeah. So, so Vision Portraits is opening yes. <laughs> across yes. the country yeah. in theaters. Yes. And so if people want to know when it's opening in their city, it's all listed on my website, which is, yes. is RodneyEvansFilm.com. RodneyEvansFilm.com. 
singular.com. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. Too. We yeah. hope that this put another yes. bunch of sparks in your spark file. If there's a spark that you would like for us to explore, or if you've taken a spark and you've fanned it into a creative flame and you'd like to share it, won't you please email us at the spark file at gmail.com or submit it through our website. Yeah. We got a website. We do. Be sure to subscribe to this delicious podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe, rate, five-star review it. If you liked it, share it with people you love. If you didn't like it, share it with people that you want to just lightly traumatize. (laughs) (laughs) If something tickles your fancy and gets your creative juices flowing, we are writing you a forever permission slip to make that thing that's been knocking at your door. It's your turn to take a spark and fan it into a flame. You got to begin it. You got to get in it. You got a mind's eye, see it. You got to go on and free it. Just Just take take it and make it. Fire starters up in here. I love it. (laughs) When I bump into something that inspires me, I dump it in my spark files. Could be something that I want to make or how I want to be. I pump it in my spark files. I jump into my spark fire. Let's open up the spark fire. Hi, friends. It's Susan Blackwell from The Spark File, your one-stop shop for creativity where our doors are open. And if you smell something delicious, that's because Laura Camion and I have been cooking up something special, something designed to make a big difference in people's creative lives. Enter The Brave Creative, a free five-day guided adventure to rediscover the vitality, energy, and possibility in your creative process. Whether you're a writer, a performer, a baker, a candlestick maker, navigating the creative process can be a bear. But never fear, there's power in numbers at the Spark File. So let's link arms and make the trip together. It's May 13th through 17th, 7 p.m. Eastern, less than one hour per day. And if you can't join live, don't worry about it. You can watch the replay. Join us by going to thesparkfile.com to register. And hey, if you're not familiar with the Spark File, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Secondly, we work with hundreds of creatives of all different kinds who are ready to take their next big step. We help folks fear less and create more in a community that is so fun and vibrant. And if you have joined us before, know that we are going deep with the Brave Creative. So buckle up, Buttercup. It is going to be an awesome adventure. Go to thesparkfile.com to register, but do it soon because it all starts May 13th. thesparkfile.com. Register now. Register now.